This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. We've got to get to a place where when we are going through things, can't nobody tell. Listen, Paul the Apostle was going through abject hell, and he kept on ministering to people. He was going through trials. He was going through suffering. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked, and he still ministered to the church. He still prayed night and day. He still did all those things. We've got to get to the place in Jesus where we have such a peace, such an unending peace, that no matter what we face and no matter what comes at us, we are immovable and unshakable in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, about 20 years ago, I was planning to move to New York City to work for a major media company. If I called the name of the company, you would know it. And I was, they were offering me just a whole bunch of money to go move up there. And I was like, I'll take it. Amen. I always wanted to live in New York City. So I was on my way up there. I had to pack everything and move everything. And I was running out of time. And a friend of mine said, listen, you know, I'll help you pack up the rest and clean up the apartment. So, you know, you, you got to do all that when you move out of a place. She goes, I'll help you. She goes, I'll charge you $500. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking to myself, it's not really worth that, but she's she needs the money. She, she's in a bad spot, so I'm going to be nice, right? So she does all this stuff, and, and uh, you know, she gets done with everything, and she says, you know what? $500 really wasn't enough for this. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, please. And this was 20-something years ago. You know, I'm like thinking, you got more than enough. She goes, no, I want $1,000. And I'm thinking to myself, now I wasn't saved at the time, so I was thinking all kind of things. Amen. I'm thinking, you know, you got, you know, I don't know what's wrong. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. You have to understand, my husband had just left. My two-year-old daughter was with me. He left me a bunch of bills, a bunch of issues, a bunch of problems. And I was just not in the mood for this woman to try to rip me off. Come on. Sometimes you're just not in the mood. Amen. She worked my last nerve. And I said, I said, I'm not going to give you one more penny. I'm not going to do it. Never mind. And I was leaving in two days. And she said, you'll be sorry. And I thought to myself, please, you know, whatever. Well, lo and behold, America's Most Wanted was in town. Remember that show? And she called America's Most Wanted and told them I was a fugitive. She did. She sure did. And the police came knocking on my door, beating on my door at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, what is going on? What's happening? Oh my goodness. My daughter's asleep. The dog is barking. I'm on the phone, my friend in New York, and I'm like, I'm not opening the door. She's like, You better open the door. I said, I'm not, I'm not opening the door. She goes, You better open the door. And I'm like, I, I'm not opening the door. She goes, You better. I said, Call my mother because I don't know what they're fixing to do. And so they came and they arrested me and they took me to jail. And they, they were charging me with, a, with something I did not do. They were charging me with uh, battering on a law enforcement officer and resisting arrest with violence. They were charging me with these crimes. And I did not do these things. So here I am. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm stuck in a jail. They, like, actually chained my hands and feet together as if I were some hard criminal. And I'm like, you know, on the, the brigade over here. I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. And I had no peace. I wasn't saved. And they would literally, at night, 
right, you know, in, in the, you know, they didn't have like jail, like it was like county, so there wasn't like a, like bars, you know, you were like in this whole big compound with all these other hardened criminals, and this one lady would go around, she'd pull women out of their bed at night and beat them bloody, and so after I saw this happen a couple of times, I mean, I had had no peace, I didn't have no peace, and I, after I saw it a couple of times, I said, I'm, I'm a, I did not sleep, I did not sleep until the, they had extra security guards in the morning that would come in, and that's when I would try to go to sleep, and I'd sleep about two hours, because they turn on all the lights, and I'd sleep about two hours, it was like really, really a scary situation, you know, bad situation, especially being innocent, I mean, it's like I deserved it, right, but sometimes these things happen, and the Lord allowed that so that I would hit rock bottom, by the way, sometimes the Lord allows you to go through things so that you'll have nowhere to turn but him. And sure enough, the Bill Glass ministry eventually came through and preached the gospel and I got saved. Praise God. And, and I remember on that day, this, this attorney that I hired, he said, listen, he said, they want to put you away for 10 years. They said, you need to take the plea deal. They're offering five years. And I'm like, but I didn't do anything wrong. I am not guilty. And, and he's like, you're going to have to take the five years. And I went back, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm thinking about it. And I, I, my hand of God, the supernatural peace came upon me. I didn't want to go to prison for five years. Don't get me wrong. But somehow, see, there's peace here, and there's peace here. And I had the supernatural peace of God that passed all understanding. And I, he said, you know, I need you to answer me in a couple of days before the, before the hearing. You know, we've got a couple of days. I need you to answer me what you're going to do. And so, you know, I decided, well, if that's the deal, I'd rather take five years than ten. That's what he's telling me. And I just prayed. I said, Lord, let your will be done. And I didn't even know how to pray. And the next day, somebody say the next day. The next day, my praying grandma sent in a new attorney, and within 13 days, he had me completely exonerated and out of that jail. Amen? Looking back, the reason why I had that peace was because it was the Holy Spirit's peace in me showing me that everything was going to be all right. Amen? And so sometimes we don't understand, but that's a signal. That's it. When you feel the peace, you got to take that as a confirmation that the Holy Spirit is working all things together for your good. But I didn't know that because I just got saved. But that was one of my first experiences with the Lord, was the supernatural peace that passes all understanding. See, you probably never be, I hope that you will never be, I pray that you will never be falsely accused of a crime you didn't commit. I pray that you will never be put in jail with a 10-year sentence facing you for something you didn't do. It does happen to people. I pray that that doesn't happen, and it probably won't. But you know what? You will face hardship. You will face suffering. You will face tribulation. Some of your kids go astray. That's the most, one of the most painful things when our kids go astray. Amen. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. Amen. I have overcome. He said, you're going to have trouble you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. So we can have peace in any storm. So, Father, open our ears today. Let us hear the oracles of God. Lord, encourage our hearts with your spirit by your word, God. Help us, Lord, to grab hold of this, because if we're honest, we don't always walk in peace. We don't always walk in that supernatural uh, provision that you've made for us to, to just trust and have faith. God, we don't, so we need some instruction today. So open our ears in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
Well, praise God. You know, here's the thing. We started this last week. We started talking about how we have to seek peace. Now, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is the Prince of Peace. Remember? You are the temple of peace. You remember that? You're the temple of peace. And, and he's come to live on the inside of us. So he brought his gifts. He brought his fruit. And peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's also a weapon. Amen. It's a weapon. And so we have to choose. We have to choose. I said we have to choose to walk in supernatural peace. Tell your neighbor, it's a choice. You get to choose. Listen, the devil can't steal your peace unless you let him. You have to choose. It's your choice. And when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, you know, if you're not careful, that condemnation will come on you. It is your choice. You do not have to give up your peace. Just like if a robber comes with a gun and says, hey, give me all your money. You don't have to give me your money. It's a choice. You're like, no, I'm going to give my money. (laughs) But it's still your choice. It's your choice, right? It's your choice. And so it's your choice if you're going to walk in peace or if you're not going to walk in peace. Now, there's a difference between the world's peace and the peace of God. There's a big difference. The difference is the world's peace is temporary. God's peace is eternal. The world's peace depends on feelings. And our feelings are fickle. Watchman Nee says our emotions are the number one, are our number one enemy. We think it's the devil. No, our emotions are the number one enemy. We get unstable in our emotions, and that's when the enemy comes in like a flood to attack us. We're, we're faltering, we're wobbling, and the enemy sees it, and, boom, and here he comes. So he introduces circumstances to try to steal our peace, because if he can steal our peace, he can steal our power of power. But what I've learned a long time ago is I can either be peaceful or I can, and, and powerful, or I can be peaceful and pitiful, and I am not going to stand in pity when I am serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I am the greater one is living on the inside of me. Amen. I got nothing to feel sorry about myself. Why? I am in Christ, and he is in me, so I will have peace. The the world's peace is based on circumstances, but God's peace is based on Jesus. Amen. And listen, if my peace was based on my circumstances, I'd be in trouble. My God. So we're going to talk about peace. We're going to keep talking about peace. And we need to pray for the fruit of peace to manifest. We're talking about living in supernatural peace, living there, not just visiting there, not just walking in peace one day and the next day we're all torqued up. No, we want to walk in it steady. We want to walk in peace consistently. And we need to pray for the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in our lives every day. I pray for it every morning. Lord, let your fruit. A lot of people pray for the gifts. I pray for the fruit and the gifts. I want the fruit of the Spirit, and one of them is peace. So I pray every day, God, give me your peace. Listen, here's the thing, though. We already have it. But help me cultivate that. Help me water that. Help me release that. Help me understand that. Give me a revelation of that because we've already got it. We don't need more than what we've got because he's in us. He's got it all. But we need to pray that it would manifest, to pray that it would be cultivated, to pray that it would grow. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. 
So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. Hey guys, did you know I'm in South Florida at Awakening House of Prayer every Sunday, preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. You'll discover that Christ is exalted and the Holy Spirit moves in every single service. Now you've got two different opportunities to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every week. Give me a year of your life, apply the word that I teach and watch what God does. Two services, 10.47 a.m., that's a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. 1.30 p.m., that is School of the Spirit of Ahab, or going into the deep things of God. Most weeks, we've got a 4 p.m., straight up teaching, no worship on that 4 p.m. service, but we're going deep, equipping our community for works of service, signs, wonders, miracles, prophesying, casting out devils. Listen, we're looking to raise up an army in our region. And if you're not in the region, jump on over to ahop.online. You'll find our morning service streaming over there. Become a web church member, go deeper, ahop.online slash web church. We'll see you there. I needed the fruit of the pe- fruit of peace yesterday. Dear Lord, Saturday afternoon is like the only time that I have really to unplug from the world. That means all y'all. Amen. All y'all and all y'all online. I mean, I get messages, messages, texts, whatever. Too many people have my phone number. I'm like, dear God, I'm going to have to change it. Too many people. Bing, 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 bing. And it's like, dear God, I mean, do you think, I am one person. I heard they're cloning people now. Did you hear that? But they have not cloned me yet. And I've got one afternoon. It's my precious little time. And I wanted to go see. I haven't been to a movie in like 10 years. And there was a certain movie I wanted to go see. And I didn't get to go see it. You know why? You know why? Because this goofy prayer hub leader from Africa, bless his heart, <laughs> it was exposed that he was trying to steal money from the women in the prayer hubs. He was, he was oh, wooing them with prophetic words. And it got exposed. And so I I got mad with the devil. Guess what? I had to deal with leaders in three different nations over this joker in Africa. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And what made it worse, listen, what made it worse was he is a, a friend of one of my closest spiritual sons that I poured into for five years. So now the enemy wants to come. Well, so what I did was, I did what you do. I put it up in the prayer hub groups. I put his picture up and I said, this man is trying to bilk women out of money, trying to get you to start foundations for him, trying to get you to send him money for his house. And I had to put it up. I had to put it, I texted my spiritual son first, said, this is what's going on. And I put up, because he's, he's scammed. And all these women were like, oh yeah, he contacted me. Oh yeah, he contacted me. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Why didn't you tell me? Amen. You got to tell me. And so, but here's the devil saying, your son's going to get offended with you. And he's going to shut down the houses of prayer. I just had to shut down two houses of prayer in California. Oh, the devil's going to come shut down the ones in England now. The devil's going to come. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stand for what is right. 
And if anybody around me don't want to stand for what's right, I guess they can get to stepping. Because I have integrity, and I'm not going to allow a false prophet to sit in my prayer ministry and build unsuspecting women for money. I'm not going to do it. So I shut that down. And then, then he goes and puts a thing on his Facebook page. It's just so stupid with all the Facebook. And tags like every prayer hub leader, half of them, and says, oh, there's a woman of God who she's uh, saying I'm stealing money and I've never done such a thing and she can't prove it and she's a liar and all this stuff. And I'm like, I t- I, so I messaged my spiritual son in England and I said, he needs to take that down now before it escalates. That was a Holy Ghost boldness. Why? Because I'm not going to do anything to him. But you know who is? Uh-huh. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I've got all the copies of the text messages that that joker sent all these women. I've got it. This is not a false accusation. So guess what he did? He took it down. Amen. But see, when you're dealing with these situations where you've all, you're already overworked, amen, I've already got too much on my plate, amen, I've already got a lot of warfare this week, I've already got storms coming and my family up in Orlando and underwater, I've already got all these things happening, and I got this little tiny bit of time. You know what I had to do? I had to guard it. You need to guard your peace. You've got to guard it. You can't listen. You can have emergencies and stay in peace. You can have difficult situations to deal with and stay in peace. Let me just say this. You better stay in peace because if you don't stay in peace, you won't respond rightly to the emergency. If you don't stay in peace, you won't have your wits about you to deal with it in the wisdom of God. If you don't stay in peace, you forfeit your authority and your power. You can't deal with issues in the flesh. The reality is apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Nothing means nothing in every translation. I looked at the Hebrew and the Greek. It means nothing. We really can't. And so if we're going to maintain our authority in the spirit and walk in power, we got to maintain our peace. So we have to guard our peace. And that false prophet owes me a movie. <laughs> I mean it. That was, I, listen, Paul prayed for the, for the churches he oversaw to have peace. And you can adapt these prayers. Listen, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. So you can just pray, Lord, give me your peace at all times and in every situation. Even when my tire blows out. Even when there's a hurricane coming. Even when they lo- I lose my job. Even when, even then, even when. It's called having nevertheless faith. Nevertheless, I will bless him. Nevertheless, I will maintain my peace. Nevertheless, I will walk in joy. Nevertheless. Paul said, I pray, Romans 15, 3. Paul says, I pray that God, the source of all hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So you just pray, you you personalize these things. Lord, help me trust you so I can walk in supernatural peace and overflow with peace. Listen, I want to overflow with the Holy Ghost. I want to overflow with peace and overflow with joy. That's what the world needs. The world does not need to see us all frazzled and torn up. The world needs to see us standing in the peace, the shalom of the Almighty God. That way, when they're going through storms and they're going through trouble, they saw when you went through yours, and you can they can come and ask you for counsel, and you can lead them to the Lord. Amen. Paul the Apostle, you must remember what Jesus 
Jesus. We've got to get to a place where when we are going through things, can't nobody tell. Listen, Paul the apostle was going through abject hell, and he kept on ministering to people. He was going through trials. He was going through suffering. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked, and he still ministered to the church. He still prayed night and day. He still did all those things. We've got to get to the place in Jesus where we have such a peace, such an unending peace that no matter what we face and no matter what comes at us, we are immovable and unshakable in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've got to take a stand for peace. We've got to stand against the enemy. Nobody's going to take that stand for you. Nobody can take that stand for. I wish I could. I could pray for you, but I can't stand against your fear. You've got to take a stand. I can't stand against your worry. You've got to take a stand. I can't stand against that demon. You've got to. I can stand with you, but there comes a time when you grow up a little bit that God will expect you to learn how to fight. God will expect you to stay in peace when the enemy comes in like a flood because he's taught you. But what happens is the warfare comes and we somehow lose our mind come on is it just me sometimes it comes so hot and heavy it comes so quickly out of nowhere that we forget for a minute what to do that's why when the battle is fierce we need to stop take a deep breath and say hold on hold on hold on hold on you know they teach pilots how to fly in all kind of conditions right? They teach pilots how to fly and they can't even see where they're going. Sometimes it's so foggy. Sometimes there's so many clouds. There's so much wind and they still have to follow the instruments on the panel to get safely landed. Listen, God's given you the Holy Spirit. He is your guide. He is your navigator. And when you don't know what to do, you just wait on him. Don't get in bed and pull the covers over your head. Nay, nay. Don't do that. Get in the word of God, stand up and praise him. And then the peace will come and then you can hear his voice. It can be hard to hear his voice when the, when the storm is, is, is raging. You got to maintain your peace. Tell your neighbor, walk in peace. Look at this. Colossians 3, 15. And the peace that comes from Christ rule in you. Let the peace. Oh, Jesus. Let the, it says, let the peace that comes from Christ. Let it. Somebody say, let it. Let it. Let it. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Let the peace. We have to let it. Listen, I don't let nobody in my house unless they got like food or something. (laughs) In other words, people have to come and knock on my door. And I decide if I am going to let them in. Amen. And if you didn't call me ahead of time, you ain't getting in. <laughs> I put up this meme, and people thought, I, people thought it was real. You might have seen it. They really thought it was real. Somebody said, where can I get a doormat like that? The doormat said, the doormat said, it was a fake picture, dear God. People got, I got, some people rebuked me. Some people told me I needed deliverance. Some peop, most people thought it was funny. The doormat said, you have no reason to be here. You have no reason to be here. I am an introvert. It's not a demon. God gave me this personality, just like he gave you your personality. Amen. Some of y'all are extroverts, and I pray for the Lord. Hey, Lord, deliver me from the extroverts. 
Jesus. And the Lord would say to you today, my grace is sufficient. So lean into my grace, says the Lord, because I have more than enough grace, more than enough strength. I am the strength of your life, says the Lord. So stand strong in me. I am your strength. I am your peace. I am your joy. I am your everything. I will walk with you through the fires, through the waters. I will walk with you anywhere I lead you. So follow my leadership, says the Lord, for there is sufficient grace for the trial. There is sufficient grace for the tribulation, for the pain. There is sufficient grace, says the Lord. When we were in worship, I just, I felt a release in the spirit. Almost like something was taut up, like, like a rubber band just waiting to break. And I felt a release, not a snap, a release. And in that moment, I took a deep breath. I was like, <sighs> And the Lord is saying to some of you today, you need to take a deep breath. Why don't we just do that right now? Just take a deep breath. Because when you're exhaling, you're exhaling those cares. When you're exhaling, you're exhaling those worries, that trauma. When you're exhaling, you're exhaling those things that hinder love. You're breathing it out. You're releasing it. You're letting it go. Because I heard the Lord say very clearly this morning, that we're entering into a season called new, new things, new things, new things. See, Isaiah said, forget the former things, forget the things of old, forget them. Don't keep meditating on them. Don't keep looking back at the trauma, at the drama of the pain. Let it go. Tell your neighbor, let it go. God said, behold, I do a new thing. And then he said, he asked a question. He said, can you not perceive it? Don't you discern that there's a rumble? Don't you understand that the shaking is meant to shift you upward? Don't you understand that if you try to hold on to the things that you hold dear right now, I can't bring you into a new glory? At Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East. Ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. Together, we're better. Will you partner with us 
to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more, you can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?